0: <clears throat> I'm just watching top. Are you
1: That's guys awesome. looking at top?
0: I closed my um my broker let me open it again and do something silly. Damn, That's... top
2: is at the top, huh?
1: That was Holy the one shit. to watch
0: today.
2: How do you even trade this thing halting like that?
3: Danny, are you are you trading it? Um I am trying to. <laughs> <laughs> um I'm up decently on it. I but I'm really frustrated. It has been a piece of crap, really. Um, let's see. It was the candle at 1117. I got stopped out three times right before that went into the halt up. Mm. And then the one that broke out at 1132, I was watching it and just like, it started going up. I didn't really trust it. And I just didn't get in. so I'm watching this resumption here, see what
1: happens. Um, should open in a minute, just over a minute now. Be nice if I can get something on it, but what I've been looking for is a false halt down and it just hasn't given one.
0: I'm pulling it up right now, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Something like this is just so terrifying. How do you trade that? I think maybe after ten o'clock, if you really just went all in, maybe. But like, what what is your what is your goal on this Tigger In terms of like entries and,
3: I was going to say make money. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, I mean, so we've been seeing a really big bid coming in and out all morning, and that's basically just what I'm watching for. Um, At first I didn't trust it, but then it just continued in its initial push up right at 10. It, every single halt, it was just a huge bid pushing it straight up. Um, So I think that that bid is still in here. We're opening in like five seconds. So I'm just using small size, but uh, we'll see if I can get anything. So open straight up, straight to the halt down
1: big halt down um
3: that is not a false halt no
1: oh, oh. No, yeah, it's moving again i'm in oh come on get me out there we go
3: stick
0: wow that was a probably a good trade huh
3: that was a good trade <laughs> I I only took 200 shares cuz like I'm not trying to ruin my day. <laughs> um but so I'm still holding 68. I got in at 19.80. Um I got in at 19.80. I'm still holding as long as it holds like 20, I guess. Um and now it's pushing up. Would love to see it
1: break 22 and hold 22 um
3: it's chopping around but uh like this type of stuff I would really love to get stopped out rather than just take arbitrary profit because all right I guess I'm getting out there all right yeah that is so frustrating though I went from up 680 on it to holding like uh I might buy this again those last few shares. So huh? yeah, I mean, I was up like another 200 or so on those last couple of shares that just disappeared, but whatever. I mean
0: popped up like 12% after you entered or 15, 16. I'm not totally sure when that top came in. And then yeah, it's very
3: volatile.
2: Did you get a good sell on like that 130 share position?
3: Yeah. So I got in. So I, I actually recorded that. Um, but I got in at 1980. I sold some at 2058 some at 2291 2291 and then the last at 1919 Damn. 2291 yeah i mean that's, that's pretty a good. pretty pretty solid exit as far as you can do how's the how's the recording yourself going
0: like does that ever do you ever trip over yourself recording or you just kind of have it going the whole time in the background and then you cut out the the highlight reel
3: yeah pretty much um yeah, hey, I wouldn't say that it messes me up at all. I like I always love to have I always love to nail a good trade while when I'm recording, you know, but um but I think I'm pretty good with trading the actual trade and not trying to like hit a banger, you know. <laughs> um because yeah. I think that definitely can be dangerous and an issue. Um if someone isn't used to recording. Like I've been doing mentor sessions with Warrior for actually almost two years now. And so I'm pretty used to live streaming and even live trading in front of an audience at this point. Um, But it definitely was not normal or comfortable at first. Um, But I really like to record my trades, sometimes to learn from them if I can. Um, Otherwise, just to share for fun um yeah. trying to build my social media a little bit so
0: yeah it's so, working well it's grown nicely
3: yeah it's been fun it's been it's been a fun thing to do you know um i'm always looking for something to be doing so yeah i was kind of
0: nervous cuz at with with me i was growing my i was recording myself but then i over time i started like stopping and starting the recording every time i was like before and after a trade and I started feeling like I was recording myself now because I started publishing those videos. I was like doing it more for other people as opposed to for myself, which is why I started. So then I stopped doing it at least temporarily for now. Cause I'm like, it's yeah. I'm tripping over myself. Cause like, I'm not getting into yeah. that trade cause I'm clicking the start button. And then I was like, ah,
3: I missed a trade. Um, one of the resumptions just a few minutes ago, the resumption at, uh, 1143, I missed that resumption because I was typing into the chat, the imbalance that my, that DOS was telling me. <laughs> I, was, mm-hmm. I was like, are you kidding me? Um, cause it did basically exactly what my imbalance was telling me it was going to do. It said that there were like 80,000 shares worth of matched pair at 19 with a small imbalance to the sell side, which basically tells me that it's going to resume at 19 it might give a little bit of a dip and then I would assume it would keep going and that's exactly what it did um I just got kind of mixed up with the resumption time and typing and I missed it it, um but that last trade
0: helped manage
3: some FOMO on it
0: so I guess we always miss trades sometimes because of ourselves like just yeah doing something silly
3: yeah I mean you're never going to hit every trade and internalizing that I think is a really good thing because like every day in the market, there's probably a penny stock right now that's up a thousand percent on the day. Well, maybe not. There's probably a penny stock that's up a hundred or 200% on the day that everyone just missed. Um, Like you're never going to hit every single trade that there is to hit. So
0: Yeah. You can't beat yourself up. Yeah. I guess for me, it's like, I don't care if I turn on my computer the next day and I see a ticker that just went absolutely crazy in power hour. Like that doesn't give me any FOMO, but like if I'm trying to click the record button and I know I should be entering instead and I miss the trade because of that, or at least I fumble a bit. I think that sometimes bothers me. Um, That shit makes me mad
2: too. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I feel like I don't have that many opportunities throughout the day because I'm only trading the SPY, so I really only like get like two, three chances. So if I miss one, it's like a really big deal.
3: Yeah. On those slower time frame type moves, yeah, you definitely don't get as many chances. Like top has been up and down all day since it started moving. You've had pl- plenty of chances, but yeah. more caps and overall market, you really don't have that much leeway.
0: It looks like it's going to be a 10-minute hold, actually. Right.
3: Yeah, they have been. They have been kind of all day, which is super annoying. I hate 10 minute long hauls. Yeah. All right. I'll like, just, what um, is
2: the purpose of a 10 minute halt? Like, why? It's, it's
3: like, I mean,
0: extra anticipation. legitimately,
3: the reason is to slow volatility. Um, but and it, it makes it yeah. worse. <laughs> In reality, it's just annoying. Yeah. Or yeah. it makes it way worse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It gives more, so more time for the imbalance to get bigger. <laughs> I mean, they don't do it
0: pre-market and I feel like pre-market, you never have these issues.
1: (laughs) Seriously,
3: yeah. We're just (laughs) exchanging shares like normal.
0: Yeah. These halts create so much anxiety about entries and exits that it it definitely does more harm than good for sure. It sounds good on paper. Like, oh yeah, let's halt the stock, let people read the news, you know, gather their thoughts. But in practice, it does the exact
3: Right. Yeah, Exactly. (laughs) it's you know we could go into this i don't know if we should but it's it's just another form of government trying to do what they think is best for the people which in reality is like the opposite yeah, yeah. that's typically the the theme huh
2: <laughs> i wonder if it's like a market maker thing too like if they get some kind of
3: benefit out of it um yeah i don't know with top it's been really interesting today like they're is definite i feel like it's just two really rich people like one <laughs> of them has vendetta against the other one and they're just trying to squeeze them because we it was like a 50k share bid and it even stacked up to a hundred uh yeah a hundred thousand shares like who is buying um a million dollars worth of top as it's going from eight to 15 that was where that bid was coming in like
1: who <laughs>
3: thinks that is a good idea um somebody with 20 million
0: yeah That's exactly not me with my ira yeah <laughs> little baby ira <laughs>
3: at, at one point i i typed into chat i was like i'm done with this i'm I'm not interested in being jerked around by rich people seriously um but the float I'm, lockers I'm, I'm interested to potentially see if i can get one more little trade out of it. Um, it's showing a bit of a gap down, but um, I mean, it's still up 185% on the day. I'm I'm guessing I could get a little bounce at some point. So I'm just sort of just watching it. But uh, you know, I don't need to. It's I'm sitting on a pretty nice day.
0: Yeah, well, I'll I'll just keep my screen sharing here just so I don't miss it in case it pops up in two minutes unless you wanted to share it but i don't want to give you any more recording stress <laughs> no it's
3: fine um i can i can share in in a minute let me get some water i don't yeah, know if i'm going to take a trade or not cuz it's looking like a a pretty solid gap down but we'll see Got the so surfboard like,
1: right there too
0: yeah it's yeah so it looks like um toby might not make it today i guess i actually haven't talked to him and i know he was on vacation <clears throat> so i just don't know what his situation is but worst case will be us three and since we missed you last last week colby it'll be great to hear what you've been up to yeah I'm, I'm interested to hear more about what we talked to before the pod
2: yeah it's it's really cool after we talk about tops or whatever
3: so here we are um We got my DOS level two up here. Um, Top should be opening in just about one minute. Um, It halted down here at 19.19, which is where you can see I got my last 68 shares out, (laughs) Um, which is good at least, because if I hadn't then it would be a $2 loss on those, another $2 loss. Um, But it's looking like we're gonna open Another two dollars down at like seventeen seventeen in 30 seconds. Um, Dos is showing me we've got twenty nine thousand shares matched up to exchange immediately on resumption at seventeen thirty one now with a very small imbalance to the buy side. Um so let's we'll see what happens. I, I only have one hundred sixty eight shares loaded up to potentially take a trade with now um so i want to see i was actually waiting to see if it wanted to give me a little bit more of a dip
0: yeah a little Uh, sell-off and then momentum shifts but this one kind of popped right back
3: up yeah Hmm. so you can't really take a trade on that because it's not bullish until it's over like 22 at this point um But if it dips, I can maybe take a trade on a dip. Halt level down is uh, 15, now it's 16.11. But it just dipped to 16.60 and bounced off of that immediately. So maybe I'll put an order
1: out there at like 16.75 and see if it wants to get me in and out real quick. But Kind of looks like it's not wanting to do that. This is interesting. Interesting. Yeah, and that would have been a nice fill. Yeah, it would have been an amazing fill. It did exactly
0: what you were discussing here, that little extra dip down. All right.
3: Well now halt levels at 1995 to the upside. And I'm gonna just see if it holds up. Um maybe above 1850 or at least 18. And it is holding right now, yeah.
1: So I might look to get in. Uh see if 1850-ish holds there. I'm gonna see if I can get in on the bid. Well, maybe not. Because it, it, <clears throat> it kind of looks well, it seems like 1850 is holding up relatively well you know, all things considered.
0: <laughs> yeah, volume's fading a little bit. Could be a dead cat band. Who knows? Maybe we'll see this one over 40 today. It's just right. so, so weird. You know, especially today where I felt like we had this super awkward grinder. I think it was- Yeah, C- C-F-
3: CFRX.
0: CFRX. I just could not get myself to trade it. And that thing was a
3: piece of crap. Oh, I will tell you what. Crap. Yeah. I, I did trade it. I was red on it not very big, like 200 at one point uh-huh. before I finally got myself green, almost 200 on it. But like, that's not worth trading for me.
0: Yeah, I felt the same. I was like, I'm just not gonna trade this ticker. It just, everything about it felt wrong. And then at the market open yeah. or at least around 10 o'clock it just started doing back-to-back flushes which I felt like it was gonna happen the whole time. It was I mean, it was a bit painful though, watching this thing just awkwardly walk away or grind away for like two hours straight up you know, but so on top? Uh, sure. no CFRX just grind away like that, but oh, yeah. see Top. Um,
3: well, that was the thing. It was like, um, it had no real momentum to the upside. Like it was moving up, but there was no momentum to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You and definitely then, didn't want to buy breakouts if you were like yeah. kind of accumulating it near support, but that usually doesn't ever work on these momentum stocks you just kind yeah. of get crushed at one point if you do that.
3: So Yeah, I I real I don't accumulate support on a low float momentum stock, but I will buy quickly. I will take a trade off of support. I'm not like averaging in into support. Um yeah. but I will use like a support level or EMA or like a bottoming tail as a level that I'll take a trade off of, but if it doesn't work, I'm definitely not like Averaging into it or trying to make it work, I'm just gonna accept that it didn't work.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It has to be quick. Sizing into yeah. these puppies that just that are just kind of trending down is a recipe for disaster.
3: Definitely, yeah. On like a large cap stock or something that like legitimately has value um, <laughs> <buying> <laughs> yeah. is not that's, a bad idea. <laughs> that's the big thing. That's the big thing. <laughs> But like this one here, it's up 170%. Um, The last time that it was trading at $18 was uh, back here in October, six months ago. So like, good luck investing in this if you end up holding it or averaging in to support and then it breaks down on you and then... This is not something that you want to become an investor on. No, no, no. You want to write that
0: trend while it's there. And then when it's not, then, then you jump off the ship.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Got another classic shirt on here. Leave me alone. Perfect day trading shirt. Uh,
1: uh, With my <laughs> Negroni at <night. laughs> yes.
3: Which is funny because I, I like basically don't drink. Um, Like I'm not sober or anything. I just don't really enjoy it or it just doesn't really fit my lifestyle very much with like the gym and waking up early and you know all of that um but every now and then i do like a negroni if, yeah. I'm, if i have a drink it's likely that it might be a negroni <laughs> <laughs> do you know what a belvedere is it's
0: like a uh, negroni with ah oh, instead of gin it's um I think It's like a whiskey or something like that, but uh-huh. I find that's quite nice. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I've been drinking a lot less than I used to. I it, it I agree. It's uh it just it puts you back too much, it's too many yeah. steps back, and it yeah, makes waking up early not really a
3: thing. <laughs> when I was 20, 21, 22, 23, you know, no problem. Uh, you could get hit by a train at 21 and be okay the next day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Now, not so much.
2: <laughs> Did you guys ever hear of this thing called uh, weed?
3: Uh, I think I've heard of it. <laughs> it's, that's it's pretty popular in California, right? A little bit, maybe,
2: maybe in San Francisco too. Who would have, you know?
3: Yeah, people in my area seem to really like it in my close vicinity. No, yeah, your, I, I love
2: uh, it.
0: Your small town, your steel mill.
2: Um, I have a medical marijuana, like. Patient card so i just go to a dispensary and i get it that's awesome oh
0: so uh-huh. that's why you started sl- trading these longer time frames
3: <laughs> i'm fucking ha- <laughs> i'm i want to fall asleep while i'm in the trade that's why Funny. <laughs> yeah over here you can just order it like pizza yep it's off of an app pretty nice. yeah it's
2: so much i love it because it's so much there's no hangover and all that you know mm-hmm. so i can And it's a great way to like re it's a great way to think about uh, stuff that you'd never would originally think of, you know, like for drugs, for me are like so important for understanding problems in your life because you get to see them from a different lens, you know? Yeah. I think it really has a lot of value. There's definitely
3: some validity to that, I would say. I mean, there's a lot of interesting research coming out on psychedelics and not even like coming out, like they've been coming out the last... 20, 30 years, but, um, now it's becoming more prevalent, um, studies on like ketamine low doses of LSD and mushrooms, not, not like mushrooms, but psilocybin in controlled settings where they're showing serious effectiveness against PTSD and anxiety and depression and like long lasting too.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's cool. I'm excited to see what that's going to perform into someday.
3: yeah you can just there's there's shops here you can just go buy shrooms
2: yeah i actually did this i did that in dc i went to really yeah like i actually never really did shrooms as like a young kid the only thing i really did was like smoke weed and drink but um (laughs) and party yeah pretty much but i never did like anything worse than that but then we went to dc and they had legal mushrooms and we were like let's just buy mushrooms so uh, we went and just like it was the sketchiest, weirdest thing ever. You basically just like do an online order on your phone. And yeah. as you pull up to the place, they they like know you're coming at a certain time, I guess, or whatever. Cause you mark yeah. it down and then they'll call you and be like, Oh, you know, we don't have an actual store, like a storefront. So you just got to meet me like on the sidewalk. So I yeah. like pull up and That's there's so this like... girl in like a black coat and she just is like Colby. And I'm like, yep. And she just like hands me the mushrooms and I handed her like $300 and that was that. Oh no!
1: Well, I am, but I've it's legal
2: because in D- in DC they have all these weird little loopholes, oh, yeah. like like you're not allowed to have a storefront. You have to sell it like as a souvenir, so you can't sell mushrooms. Yeah. But I'll sell you a sticker for, t- for a penny, and then you get mushrooms for. The, the, you're buying a sticker for three hundred dollars, but it, the mushrooms are like your uh, your
3: free gift. So you're saying we should like get in
0: the sticker business? <laughs> uh-huh.
3: Yeah. Micah yeah, that's how they have to used to have to do it with um weed too. I grew up in the D.C. area, so I have mm-hmm. like oh, most of my friends, or a lot of friends, still are over there, um, and that's what they were telling me. I was like, "That's crazy! Why?" Like, I guess mm-hmm. legally it makes sense that they are just finding a way kind of around mm-hmm. it, but like, why not just? That's it? so dumb. It's yeah, a, stupid, but whatever. Yeah. Um, At least you can get it. That's cool. I don't know if you guys saw, but I did take that false halt down as well. Yeah, that was a really good it.
0: one, huh? That was a
3: perfect yeah. one. My order right there, two just 268 shares, which actually I think was bigger than my last. Yeah, I only took 200 on the last one. So again, like small size. I'm not trying to hit a home run on this, but it just has a lot of range, a lot of volatility. And I actually was a little bit sketched out on that one. I had my position. And I think I did try to sell it um, and then I canceled my order as the stack on the ask looked really weak. um, so I canceled it and then I got a dollar. I got uh I got a dollar out of that and two hundred sixty eight shares, so this was that trade right there. This was my entry. I love seeing these entries here at the bottom of the candle and then you just sell on the pop and like in this area i wouldn't expect that to go straight to high of day but um like a false halt down here that that i might expect to go to high of day if it rejects the false halt down or if it rejects the halt down um and then that is what happened back here so this was actually like complete nonsense but um I saw a big that big bid come in here and I didn't trust it at that point because it had just dropped a full dollar. So I was like if there's a big bid in here it's definitely not real because it just let the stock drop a full dollar. Yeah. Um, but then it started doing this and I saw the bid again and the um,
0: volume is a really telling on TOP because it's uh it's, it starts off slow, but then it makes it over a VWAP. And then the volume keeps trending higher, actually really nicely until after around like 10.30 or so. But that actually makes sense. Most traders kind of wrap up around 30, 11. At least, you know, pre-market, market open traders. But
3: good What's trades awesome? on
0: it. Really nice work.
3: Thank you. Yeah, I'm happy with that. I think that I can uh, get rid of my FOMO there on that now.
0: What you, um, what do you do? Uh, like when you're not trade? I don't know if I've ever asked you, like, what do you do when you're not trading? I know you go to the gym and stuff, but like, is, <laughs> is there, life? yeah, is there, um, cause to trade till right, like 1230, mm-hmm. that's a pretty, that's like a later date for you or,
3: um, it's pretty typical, but I do try to be done earlier than that. It's just because this is going. Usually we see stuff slow down quite a bit around 11, 11.30 until um, probably like 1, 30 So um, I usually try to uh, get out of the market during that time and go to the gym, but I don't always. And when i don't i usually end up kind of frustrated with myself because then things start moving again around like 1:30 or so uh eastern and and then i feel kind of stuck here to like keep trading stuff cuz things are starting to move again yeah um, so like i'll go to the gym um i do work other jobs as well i um i do you know the other stuff for warrior Um, but then I also work with my dad. We do supply chain and and logistics uh consulting and software sales. Um we're working on a project right now where this company is shipping breakfast goods in from Europe and they have three distribution centers on the East Coast. They want to close two of them and place one on the west coast so that they can save money and you know, um, and so our job is to look at all of the volumes of stuff coming in from here and there um where are all their customers and basically tell them where they should put those distribution centers mm. with our software we we analyze and do that um awesome. yeah so that's cool too um so that's that's like my work stuff uh aside from that i play guitar i play chess i uh take photos of stuff um play a little bit of video games not too
1: much that's mostly it i'm just trying okay, to stay
0: we, we got the inside scoop yeah he's up to no it's it's good to i was i was just curious um because i think my girlfriend actually asked me cuz she she was asking like what everyone's doing on the podcast and i was like actually about danny i actually don't know i do remember we did talk about something with your dad but i didn't have a tangible thing to tell her i was like hey, I think yeah. they something this dad.
1: <laughs> like, <Yes>. <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> but that's why that's why i asked you because because there's also there's also the obviously the question my girlfriend asked but then the second part is you know watching the market all day long and like is it easy to trip over yourself do you have to leave sometimes and and that kind of second part of everyone like every trader has like that second life i feel like
3: yeah, exactly. I wonder about what some of the other guys in the room do. Um, like, there's uh, there are, there's six of us that went to visit Ross at their office in October. So mm-hmm. we, like, became friends and were in touch and all of that. Um, and, like, I wonder what they do. I don't know what their lives are outside of trading. Uh, just, like, stuff. I, f- I usually find, though, that traders tend to have, like, a lot of hobbies and just stuff that they do. Yeah. Um, really like, do. I I loved shooting arrows when I was a kid. We, we had a second house um, on the eastern shore of Maryland, like, pretty rural, and we had a big backyard that was, like, on the water, on a cove. Um, and so you could just go out in the backyard and just shoot arrows at, like, a bale. And I really liked that. So um, just a couple of months ago... I bought a bow again, which is the first bow that I personally have owned, just a recurve bow and just kind of like a starter. Um, but there's a target range. Like r- I live on a hill. It's like right next to me. Um, so that's cool. Um, there's a pool right <laughs> next to it. So sometimes I swim there too. Nice. I just try to stay busy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, especially like outdoor activities, or else you go crazy. I think I can't start anything else that has like anything to do with the screen. Yeah, yeah. Any hobby, every any hobby I pick, I'm like nature, nature hobbies. Yeah, exactly.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I get I get stuck in front of a screen a lot, sometimes. Every now and then, me too. I I try not to. Eyes, I feel like I got these like
1: blackness Mm -hmm.
0: around my eyes. I gotta gotta get rid of (laughs) because I my my second job is basically coding so i spend a lot of time coding and you know that it's just like you really get into these like just you just stare at your screen for like four or five hours which you get into
3: a coding hole yeah you're which listening is to like like... The, like the crunchiest electronic music just blasting in your <laughs> headphones for hours
0: <laughs> yeah sometimes some some synth wave like yeah how do, you, how do you go from like trading you know looking at the screen to like coding it's it's a bit much so yeah yeah that's that's not the best combination. I
3: probably do you, wouldn't recommend it. do you work for a company or anything or do you do you do entirely freelance stuff
0: uh i my brother and i had a software company and we're kind of closing it down or we we've stopped a lot of the stuff that we do and trade journal was kind of my hobby project that i was just building on the side so that's pretty much what I'm coding. It's um so it's not freelance or it's not another company. It's just kind of like a a free trading tool that I use first used for myself and then I made it available for other people. Mm-hmm. Cool. So so yeah that's that's pretty much what I spend time coding on. Sometimes I dive into other people's projects or sometimes like with um GP chat GPT for example, there's so many so many interesting open source repositories popping up. So then I'll spend like yeah. my morning sometimes just Trying them out, seeing how they work, so stuff like that. Uh Yeah, a lot of random stuff.
3: There's so much potential out there right now. It's
0: crazy. It's the the world's moving so fast in that industry. It's like if you miss a week, so much has happened. Like some repositories will be brand new, and then they'll get like a hundred thousand stars within like two three weeks, which is insane. I've never seen that in my life. So it's just like things are evolving so quickly <laughs> in this industry,
3: did we talk at any point in the last few weeks about like AI and the the petition or the letter that like Elon Musk and a couple of the guys basically yeah, talked through that? I think we talked about that two
0: pods ago. I think um, we did. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. If you he- one really good podcast to check out is the All In Podcast. I know, I know, Colby's watched it or watches it just because yeah. we talked about it i don't I don't know if, if you've checked it out
3: i haven't i've been trying to listen to some audiobooks lately that that i've been meaning to get to for a long time i here's the thing i have like six audiobooks that i have started and gotten through like an hour or two of on audible and then just stopped um i get kind of bored quickly yeah. Like I was ranting to my girlfriend last night about this. She was doing her best to support me and understand what I was ranting about, but I get really <laughs> annoyed at a book when it is telling me over and over what I'm going to learn or find in the upcoming chapters. I'm like, this is unnecessary, redundant. It's a waste of my time. Just like, cut that section of the book out and just Get me to the part where you're actually telling me the things. Like, don't tell me the things that I'm going to just tell me. Yeah. I...
0: <laughs> I'm a bit over a lot of those like self help topic books. I think yeah. Quit was a really good one I read. And I actually do recommend that to a lot of people by Annie Duke that I talked about a few times. But yeah. what I really like, my favorite audiobooks are um, their biographies. So, like, I'm right now reading David Goggins you this okay. guy is crazy. He really is crazy you guys have to check out his audiobook. Really good. I was reading, I mean, from David Goggins to uh, John D Rockefeller, you know, uh-huh. I, I try to read every, and they're so interesting. Cause they're, they're, I mean, if you're kind of like watching a movie and you get so many life lessons out of it too, you start connecting a lot of dots. You're like, Oh, that's that, that company or like that's mm-hmm. that thing. And yeah. Oh, that's how that all ties together. So biographies to me are, I can almost not put them down. They're my favorite kind of books.
2: I've been doing that a lot yeah. too with like history shit, learning about like Carnegie, Rockefeller, Vanderbilt, JP Morgan. Dude, that stuff is so interesting. Yeah like JP Morgan, yeah. JP Morgan is like the reason why General Electric exists because he found Edison and then funded Edison to do to like light New York. So Edison like lit up New York and then Westinghouse was funding Tesla. And Tesla was trying to, it was like Tesla versus Edison. And they were like fighting each other. And then JP Morgan eventually, you know, won that battle. But then JP Morgan bought out Carnegie U.S. Steel. Like it was Carnegie Steel. And then JP Morgan bought it for $480 million, which is, I think it was four. I think that's like four to $500 billion today. Yeah. Um. And he bought it out and then turned it into U.S. Steel. And then,
3: you know, the rest is history. Um. Yeah. So I'm listening to Think and Grow Rich right now which talks a lot about uh Carnegie and and Edison and those types of guys because it was written in like the 30s I think that's an old one Um, yeah yeah, I haven't listened to it before but I've heard people recommend it over and over and over for years so I finally figured I would see what it was all about (laughs) I hope you finish it (laughs) (laughs) I know I do too I don't know if I will (laughs) honestly, odds are bad be,
0: bad that I will. Yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: we'll see. We, um, I'm really curious to hear what, uh, some of Colby's learnings are and kind of discoveries are this week. Cause last yeah. week he took a little bit off and yeah, you want to share a bit about that?
2: So last week I just had like two decent red days and I was just pissed off with the market and, um, yeah. And I've been wanting to, I've applied to SMB Capital, which is a prop firm. So if anyone doesn't know what a prop firm is, the whole point of a prop firm is you have like a pool of money and you trade for these people and they try to teach you how to trade. And um, SMB Capital has an awesome YouTube channel. Like they have so much content they give out for free that's just like really high level content. And I always wanted to work for them because I'm like, if I had someone that was able to just coach me a little bit, um, I think that'd be super helpful. So I reached out to this guy that I talked to on Twitter, uh, Garrett Drennan, who makes videos for SMB and I DM'd him and I was like, cause he likes my tweets a lot. And i like tweeted him and we'll have discussions or whatever. That's cool. And I was, I was like, Hey, you should, uh, like, if you could give me a recommendation to SMB, that would be awesome. Cause I mean, I'm sure whatever anyone that's like me, I'm a dime a dozen person. Like, I don't, there's no way I'm going to just like give them my Harvard fucking business school MBA and all this shit and they're gonna be like super excited no, I'm a DJ idiot retail trader like the only thing that I have really is that I'm totally willing to like roll back everything I know and learn fresh like I I will do that like I'm a coachable person and that's, that's really, what they're looking for exactly like they want to coach you and I'm totally coachable so if that's one thing that I think I have that's what I'd want. anyways, He gives me a recommendation and then their head recruiter emailed me and he was like, can you make me a playbook? That was all he said. And I was (laughs) like, holy shit. Uh, I don't know if I can make a playbook. So I tried and I wrote like a 20 page document about my favorite strategy, like all the parameters to get in, all the parameters to get out, when you take it, when the market sentiment is this way or that way and different ways to manage the trade and all this kind of shit and as i was writing that when i finished it i was like holy shit this strategy is legit the best one i know for sure and i do it the least and i was like hmm. that's so weird so then friday came because that was on last thursday and then friday came and i was i and i was looking at the market and all i could see was that strategy that i outlined the day before because normally in the market i'll do a whole bunch of random shit i'll be like oh Here's the opening range. We're going to try to break out of the opening range. I'll try to take that, you know? Or, oh, here's a bear flag, but the market is bullish a little bit. But so I'm kind of fighting the trend, you know? I'm just like kind of doing shit everywhere. And then on Friday, I was like, you know what? Why don't I just wait to see if that strategy that I outlined shows up today and I'll take it? And I just was waiting all day and it was super simple. I just have a channel drawn and I was waiting for it to get to the top end of the channel because that's where you're more likely for the the move to work. It was a descending channel. So the market's going down. Obviously, when you get to the top of a descending channel, that's a good place to go short because it's at the top of the channel. It might revert back to the mean or the bottom of the channel. And um, I took it, set my stop, set my target, went and got lunch. And I came back and I made 50 bucks without even watching the market at all, I had zero emotional um, toll from it. Like it was super simple. It had, it was like literally like three parameters of the trade and it was just really cool. And I was like, wow, what the fuck have I been doing for the last two years? You know, not writing playbooks. Yeah. And like the coolest thing ever is that I would have never, even if SMB capital doesn't give a shit about anything I do, which is totally most likely going to happen. But uh I'm going to definitely be like, thank you so much for telling me to write a playbook because you just telling me to do that changed a lot of the way I'm looking at the market right now. And even this week, I've only taken two trades total so far this whole week. And the first one was a winner. Second was a loser. But my whole thing right now is I want to make, I always say this and I'm probably going to say it for fucking ever, but my number one thing I need to just let go of like, I don't, I'm not trying to make money at all. I'm trying to make a strategy. I'm trying to make a playbook because the cool thing about that idea is like, if you think about the market in terms of like a football game, like if you're a quarterback, it is your job to identify the defense, their positioning, you know, identify what is the defense going to do? Are they going to do a cover three, cover two, whatever. And then you adjust your play depending on what the defense is doing. So in the stock market, we should do the same thing, right? We should have multiple strategies, multiple plays in our playbook Mm -hmm. that we can tailor to the defense, which is the market. So it's like my whole goal right now is to come up with like anywhere from one to five strategies that I really, really like. And I have different types of times where those strategies will work well and when Mm -hmm. they won't work so that, you know like today I took that same 30 minute channel like a version of that strategy and it didn't work and it was a great it's a this is an opportunity for me to go back into my playbook that was that 20 page document and write here's an example of why this didn't work and try to go over all of the parameters of you know what
3: happened and what went wrong so i think that's an awesome idea um it makes me think of uh back in the fall Ross had me and a couple of the other like verified profitable guys he asked if we wanted to put together um like a graduated student type course like what are the setups and trades that we take and how do we play them and where do you get in where do you get out what kind of market do you take them in um what is your edge on them all of this kind of stuff and i thought the same it's i think if you're struggling or if you're doing well whenever um it can be hugely valuable to write out like everything, you know, and write out your strategy. Um, Cause I think that after some time in the market, like, you might be surprised at how much you have to write about. Like you have a, a good amount of knowledge. Um, mm-hmm. So like, if you're having a hard time in the market, I think it can be especially valuable, just like you said, um, to realize that there's this type of trader setup that, you really should be focusing on more or how to identify it more um, or even just to boost your confidence. Like I know what I'm talking about. I know how to trade this. Maybe this setup isn't happening right now or all the time. But then I think what you just said about how you should have like, like three to five setups or strategies that every now and then strategy B pops up in this market strategy D is popping up. So like there shouldn't, ideally be downtime in the market where you're just making no money, um, which is fine. If that does happen, it's better to make no money than lose money. But um, yeah, that's an awesome idea. The thing that
2: I found that I'm finding out throughout this week is that even, okay, so that's like a necessity, right? You need to have a playbook. You need to have strategies. You need to have some way to make money in the market. But on top of that, if you have a playbook, it helps with your discipline so much more because let's say yeah. in your head, let's say before I made that playbook, let's say I have like maybe six to 10 strategies that are all just in my head, right? All intuition, feel-based type thing. If I lose on one strategy, I'll have, let's say my bias for today is I think we're going to go long, right? My first strategy is the opening range breakout. I lose on that. Well, then I'll just jump into the next one. That's like, oh, well, this is a bear flag, but we're on an intraday time frame, So I'll take, I'll short this. Well, that's yeah. a terrible idea. Um, if you, But if you have your <laughs> yeah. five playbook strategies defined, you wait for them to show up. You're not trying to look for something. It's like you'll see the right. parameters showing up and then boom, it's like, okay, well, what the hell else am I sitting here waiting for? It helps you with discipline just as much as having all those defined strategies, you know? And like your FOMO also goes away because you're, if you don't see the setup and you know all of the parameters of that setup and it's just not showing up, why the hell are you trading it? You know? Yeah. It's so easy to just be like, it's not here. Walk away hundred percent. I know it's not here today. Just leave. There's no point in trying to pull money out of a market when you don't
3: have a strategy for that. So. I try to think about that all the time because I, I definitely still over trade more than I need to. Um, like, Two of my best trades today were those two false halt downs on top that I just caught. Um, And I know that those are some of my best trades. That's actually one of my main things that I look for that very much more often than not, when I think something is going to false halt down and I take it, they work out for me. So I, I know that I have an edge on it because if I were to pull, if I had tagged every trade that I took that I thought was a false halt down, I'm guaranteed would be very profitable on that i don't know my stats on it but yeah. like eight or nine times out of ten um and then and i, w- I was thinking a lot because especially yesterday and tuesday i over traded yesterday i went from up uh like 600 on the day back down to like 100 and then back to 500 and then i finished the day at like 350 which is fine whatever um Tuesday I was up 700 I finished the day at uh like 5 or 600 I don't know but like I've been giving money back off the top more than I feel like I should be lately um and I was thinking about Ross's video and how he's talking about you know, you have 200 trading days of the year. Any one day doesn't really matter that much, but there's probably 10% of those days that are going to be your big money-making days of the year. You can't get bent out of shape about some whatever arbitrary small amount of profit that you're up or down on any other given day if it's not like one of your big contributing days. So I try to think about that. And I'm just trying to be like as conscious as possible of every trade I'm taking and why. And like, is it worth me staying here to catch five to 10 cents on a move when the stock was giving one or three or $5 moves earlier? And I'm kind of just sitting here waiting for volume to come back in and just basically wasting my time. Um I think that that's a distinguishing factor between like a beginning trader and intermediate and more advanced is a beginning trader probably really, really wants to chase those two cents of profit. Whereas a more advanced trader at this point, I'm like, I don't care about two cents. I'm looking for 20 or 50 cents or a dollar out of,
2: out of my trades per share. Yeah. That kind of adds into the playbook thing as well, because if you have every trade you take has a defined strategy, defined parameters, and then you know all of those. Well, if you see the one trade where you're out on that 10% of the year, there's maybe 25 total days of the entire year that are going to be extremely good. And if you see all those parameters are like extremely pointing in that direction, that's when you go exponential bet sizing, you know? Yeah. And it's hard for you to do that whenever all of those parameters are just inside of your
3: head, you know? when they're it's written funny, down yeah. you know it's so much easier to know it's funny you bring that up too cuz i i haven't been thinking so much about bet sizing this week cuz it's been really slow um honestly after last monday
1: yeah
3: i feel like the market really cooled off there's been very little momentum i had a strong day on monday this week but um it hasn't we haven't even had good opportunities in the last week and a half or so for me to think about oversizing or sizing up on my best trades and that kind of thing. I was thinking about it on top today, but like I'm definitely not going to be sizing up into those extensions. The only trades that I could potentially size up on are those false halt downs. Cause I know that I have edge on them, yeah. but even still, I, I really didn't today. I took really small size on those just because of the potential risk. Like I know that every now and then that false halt down, pops up 10 20 cents and then gets slammed back down and then it opens two or three dollars lower so today especially i just didn't feel like i could take the risk this is the first move we've seen since like two weeks ago i think um maybe it'll spark some more momentum we'll see
1: yeah that's great yeah so if you listen to that make a playbook (laughs) I, I've been telling all of my
2: friends yeah. like Nate has been having a hard time too trading. Honestly, I don't know anyone besides like Danny and Toby that aren't having a hard time trading. trading. <laughs> you
3: but, guys are uh, in
0: good flow r- mode right now. Yeah.
3: Seriously. I'm having a, a really good time trading actually this month. It has not been easy at all, but um, I'll share something tomorrow. Hopefully that should be pretty cool. Yeah. <clears throat>
2: Yeah, but like my one buddy, he's having a hard time. And I was like, make a playbook because it's going to open your eyes so much. And I think that every beginner, intermediate, advanced, whatever level, like everyone should have a playbook of some sort, you know? And it's very simple. It's just like, you know, what is the fundamentals? What is the technical analysis? What's the strategy? What is the trade? Review the trade. How do you manage the trade? You know, it's not complicated. It's just, things that everyone thinks in their head, but no one really has the time to write it down. I mean, everyone has the time, but it's like, if you want to be the one person, this is such a dumb cliche quote, but if you want to be the 1%, you have to do what 99% of people are not going to do. And if most people are too lazy to do that, that's probably one of those things that you could do to put yourself just a little bit
1: ahead. Yeah, like most people in the market fail.
3: So to think about what they're doing and- what you can do differently basically. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's super important uh, to, to exactly do that playbook. I also made a, a um, like a simple course on Skillshare on day trading, basically going over mm. my, after I completed my 25 K challenge, actually I, I didn't complete it because I, I then I wanted to grow an and basically from, I don't know, it was like 5,000 or so to 25 K. And on the way I was getting more and more consistently profitable but the only thing that was holding me back was um, obviously the pattern day trader rule. So I said, screw it. Like halfway through, I was, I just switched over to unlimited account. Uh, but then I basically a couple months later put everything into a kind of game plan. Like what, what's my, what are my strategies and stuff? And I think that really helped me to kind of have exponential growth from there on. I pretty much had for like 10 or 12 weeks, a month straight, I had more profit than the previous month. I just, every month, I just sized a little bit more. That was was really good. And I might have to do like a second playbook. I was actually working on one uh, for my swing trading, which is, it helped me a lot, but I'm still tripping over myself with my swing trading, my day trading. So (laughs) I'm
3: not there yet, but. It's hard to manage. So especially because like, those are really not at all the same type, type of trading. They're so different mentally
0: everything everything
3: yeah
0: entries exits uh like one you want to be kind of accumulating uh on like very low entries and the other one you want to be kind of quickly buying high (laughs) it's like yeah exactly (laughs) but yeah i might have to do a new playbook for my day trading, or just an updated playbook i think that's probably a really good idea I remember whenever yeah. you
2: had your live streams, you used to always pull up your thing that was like over 1 million flow below five or whatever. You had that checklist of like five or six things that you're to even get into your scanner. That's like where you need those yeah, five parameters. Yeah, looking for. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yeah. And that yeah, was I, me and Nate were just talking about that the other day. We were like, that's crazy that that, that was so long ago.
0: It was long. That yeah. was uh, before COVID, the streaming. Yep. Uh, and then, like a year and a half into COVID, uh, but yeah, I mean, you 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 really need to set your your mind right, like every single day. And there's actually something I'll, I'll share with you guys that I've been doing. Um, share the, the main screen, I guess, and then where is it? Ah, uh, here oh, it boy, is. Lance. So here's here's an example. Yeah, I was watching his r- video on the trait. It's really good.
3: Colby, Um, what are you going to do if you get to meet
2: Lance? I'll literally take my clothes off and just run in a circle.
3: (laughs) Uh, I don't know about that. You might get kicked out.
2: (laughs) That would be the
0: best introduction
3: ever.
2: I'm going to give him a big (laughs) hug and just whisper in his ear. I love
0: you. Marry me.
2: No, seriously. I'll sign a prenup, bro. I don't care.
0: It's the... Too much. What what I've been doing to, to put myself in this kind of good mental state. Um, I don't have this checklist because I think that's so deeply ingrained in my head. But what I try to do is be more present in this in every specific moment. So I'll do like a pre-market prep and I'll just say like I'll talk about what the indexes are up to at the top gainers, then my running PL and state of mind. And then I'll just do that again and then a kill switch, you know. Oh, right now it's neutral. I just need to be patient, nothing's popping up. Um And I just kind of do that every section of the time period. So pre-market, market open, late morning, just to kind of take a snapshot of where I am mentally and where the market is mentally and what the expected value is going forward from here. Because what I'm struggling by far the most with is, is exactly what you said earlier, Danny, is kind of knowing when to stop. You know, you, you're either giving back profits, you're leaving money on the table. Yeah. And And that, and that is just one thing I have yet to really figure out, but Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, really taking a snapshot of myself in the market, every, I would, this is basically like almost every hour, let's just say has Mm -hmm. really helped me to just be a little bit more mindful of, of many situations, obviously the market and myself. And I think that's really important because there's like little things, you know, you have something else you need to do today. So Throughout the trading day, that thought will get more and more prominent. And at mm-hmm. one point, all you're thinking about is like, I got to leave soon, you know? And yeah. like, once you're in that state of mind, stop trading. Like you, you will not make a good trade. You'll be a little bit red. You'll close it. It'll pop up. You'll chase because you just closed it because you got to leave soon. You know, like yeah, that's yeah. when the really bad stuff starts happening. But if you're just like, okay, m- mentally, I'm still here. I'm, I'm good. The market is slow. So I need to be patient. Boom. Okay. Check it off. Keep going next time. Okay. I'm trending green. The market's still good. All right. Check it off. Maybe the next time. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I got to go soon. I'm, I'm still green. The, the VIX is up higher. The, the, I don't know, maybe the large caps or something else is moving more. You know what? This is a good time to walk away because at this point, expected value is looking bad.
2: It's so crazy to think that like every time we all talk about anything related to trading, I'm like, Jesus, dude, we are like, this is a hard profession. And we really are like professional athletes where you genuinely got to be like on top of everything at all times. And you still can fuck up and it's, there's just nothing you can do about it. Sometimes you get smacked and it's not your fault. And you have to be totally just. You know what? That's fine. And you don't have to yeah. be okay with it. even though you yesterday you fucking drank your juice smoothie and you're like working yeah. out and you're that's reading funny. your books and you're like going to sleep early with like eye like, on, so you have no light coming yeah. in, and it's just like you have thirty thousand things to make sure that you're, you're ready like, to that perform did nothing for me. <laughs> Yeah. You could try that's, all you that's want so to create, funny.
3: that's exactly um, That's exactly like what I do. It's been so you know. funny. Uh I've been so focused on um like doing good things, especially this week. For some reason just trying to uh focus on good habits. Like I've been getting in bed or like lights off at like 9:15, 9:30 this week and putting like sound bath healing <laughs> uh, Tibetan singing bowl music yeah. over my speakers. Um, listening to that for like 15 minutes before I go to bed. I've got my greens powder that I've just been trying out and uh, you know, see if it makes me feel good or different. But, but that's kind of one of the things that I love most about trading. I, I'm a former D1 high level athlete swimmer, and um, I think that I would feel very, uh, unfulfilled, not having something that pushes me to grow and be better still. Yeah. Um, yeah. the last job that was like a full-time job that I worked was sales. And I was one of basically two people keeping the company afloat, which was really cool and fun. Um, until it became, until I, it became something that I needed to move on from. Um, But like, I really like that having my income, basically my livelihood directly correlated to my performance. That's something that's interesting to me. Yeah, that is really interesting.
2: I was talking to me and my little brother have a podcast and we were interviewing uh, like a Bellator MMA fighter yesterday. Mm -hmm. And it was just so fascinating because hearing him talk about it, I was just like, wow, to be in the performance. Like profession which is pretty much you know what you're talking about like you really need to have like some kind of weird thing wrong with you like (laughs) like it is odd to think that we choose every day to basically fight like the monster ocean of the market instead of just being like yeah, I'll take us I'll take seventy five one hundred k a year job and I'll just be fine being an employee. Like it literally, when we do those things, and obviously, unless you're doing something where you are providing true value to the company, like you're saying, like when you were doing sales, keeping it afloat, we just don't feel right in that scenario. It's like a fucking intrinsic like problem with our body and brain. That if mm-hmm. you're doing something that you you know that your performance is not respected or it's not related at all to you growing as a person, it's like not. It doesn't feel right. It's not. Yeah. And that shit just doesn't go away. It's not going to just randomly yeah. one day go away. Like you can't just get a job and have a salary and you have now you have stability. Like for me, because I'm not I'm not making money from trading. Like if I found that, I would not just, I'd be happy for maybe
3: what, like the first paycheck and then I'd be super yeah. depressed again. So Super bored. You're like, great. I am going to make seven or eight or nine or $10,000 a month every month. And it's going to be that way. And it's not going to go up until maybe next year. It'll be $11,000 a month. Yeah. But also eggs are now like $12. So, you know.
2: Yeah, I just that, never... Yeah. It'll never, yeah. It's never gonna be enough. Doesn't matter as long Always as you're an employee.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, dude,
2: I've been working on this cabin. It's gonna be so cool. I can't wait to like show you guys once it's all finished. Oh right. really? Cool.
1: Right.
2: Yeah, I'm building like a. My family has like a pond on our property. Okay. And um, it's like kind of secluded, and I'm building like a glamping cabin there. It's oh. like a deck with like a tent on it, and it has like an outdoor shower and like Wi-Fi and. That's cool. All this cool shit. But um, I'm gonna try to rent it out this summer to make some money. Cool. But
3: <clears throat> yeah, that's a good yeah, idea.
2: If it works, I was doing some math yesterday. Like I could probably fit like eight of these around that pond. And uh-huh. if I obviously that'd be crazy, but if I did someday wanna like if I'm let's say I make whatever 15, 20k from one of them this year and I reinvest that Damn. money into next year and I get a loan, so I could do all that, you know, if I had eight of them, it would in theory be like 160 K a year just from running yeah. it, it only in the summer, you know,
3: and you hire someone to manage it or whatever. And yep. Don't I mean, I would love money. to manage it
2: too, because I, yeah. I don't want to be at my desk all day. It's I love yeah. having something else to do. Like in the winter, I'll full trading. That's it. There's nothing else to do. I hate, I can't go outside, so whatever. Yeah. But in the summer, like I need to be outside. If I don't have the, like the sun on my skin, yeah. Yeah. at least once a day in the summer, I genuinely get sad, like very sad. Yeah, it's, it's been so
3: nice summer. here this week. It's been, it's been awesome. It's final, we had... You guys maybe know we we had the rainiest coldest winter in years here like so much rain we were in uh atmospheric rivers is what they called it like five times Mm. um and so finally last week it started to get up towards like 60 and now it's been into the 70s this week and it's just been so great
1: yeah it's such a good feeling we can all do a, uh, like a
0: trading convention at Colby's. Dude, <laughs> no, seriously, we should. We get there Yort? yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be <laughs>
1: awesome, bro. I would love that.
0: That would be good fun.
1: Are you still trading tops,
3: Danny? How's that looking? No. No, yeah, I'm, I'm not.
1: Yet? I just checked um, it out.
3: Looks yeah. Yeah. Cool. Volume. Volume has really died off on it. I am looking at it. Yeah. I when it came down to 15 just a moment ago a couple minutes ago there is still like a it was like a 20k bid at 15 um so i don't know i don't know that it's i think it's probably not done uh it might have another leg up today maybe tomorrow um because it's still up 130 percent on the day yeah it depends Even, if it holds here yeah. we, there's a good chance yeah. we we'll see it tomorrow that topping tail yeah. is a little bit aggressive on the daily mm. um but we'll yeah. see
0: it's not holding its mm. its highs highs what's, it'd be
3: nice it'd be nice to see it above like 18 or 19 or especially 20 like a, a, yeah, a bit of a topping tail is fine but like not half the candle yeah
0: it's too much what's we'll every, see what's everyone thinking about this week going forward or just next week? I mean, right, there's so much going on with macro. We have earnings and we have like new macro drops every single day. Yeah. Wednesday, next week, we have the fed decision. I mean, Colby probably has more insights to this than uh, mm-hmm. maybe we do. I'm, I'm not sure, but you know, any thoughts going forward here? Uh,
2: uh, I mean, the market is probably. de-risking. That's pretty much what's been happening this week. Yeah, Uh, which makes sense because the market's been around. I mean, the market is trying to predict the next big thing. That's all the market's trying to do. So for the, you know, you could see that from March, whatever that is, March 20th or something, we had that nice rally on the SPY. It was like, I don't know, a little over 10% maybe from bottom to top. Yeah. How much was it? Yeah, Yeah, it's like 10% rally. So that's good. But the whole reason that happened is because we have earnings coming up. So earnings this week was huge. You know, we already had, um, we had Microsoft, Exxon's tomorrow, To we had Verizon, Meta, you know, Boeing, all these big ass companies. So the market was just kind of selling off per, in preparation for earnings. And now that the earnings are slightly yeah. out, we could see a little bit more directional moves, but is the rate hike next week? Is that what you were saying?
0: Yeah. I mean, there's just a lot going on Wednesday. The Fed um, has their... their t- they're going to talk what they want to do.
2: Is that the it's the Fed rate hike decision? Is that what yeah, yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah, market's probably going to chop around, chop around a lot in preparation for that.
1: Oh yeah.
0: The spy looks pretty healthy here. I'm, I'm not it does. Yeah. It looks like a classic, you know, extended pullback, so, and then maybe we, maybe we'll hit that 427 zone, 426. And that double
2: top and then we'll see what, what happens. I don't know. I love that. I love the, someone said the other week, it was like, no, we can't ever get a true capitulation when everyone's waiting for it to happen. And I was like, Oh man, that's a weird thought. Cause I was just thinking about like, it, it seems like there are still like a lot of participants in the market. I mean, obviously not like 2020, 2021, but there's still people trading for sure. And the access to trade is easier than ever. You know, like a lot of people are doing different kinds of trading. Like you can trade futures with no PDT. You can trade a cash account with no PDT. You could trade options with no PDT, you know? So it's like the barrier of entry is still so low that I feel like there's still a lot of participants here. And as long as retail is short biased at all, like at all, the market will not capitulate. So we need to, it might be years, but like, this might be the first recession ever where the capitulation happens whenever the bull market's ready to start. You know what I yeah. mean? Big sell-off. Like, yeah, like we might just start a bull market, go back to the highs in the SPY at 479. And then whenever retail is like, oh, there's the recession is already over. There's no way it's going to capitulate. Maybe that's when we see some big sell-off or something. But who knows? Who knows? Yeah. It's,
0: it's hard to say. I just hope we get a little bit more action like the week before for our trading. Obviously, yeah. Colby's like... Mm-hmm doesn't really care (laughs) probably as long as there's a bit of a trend, maybe. Yeah.
3: (laughs)
2: Makes no difference to me.
3: Yeah. But yeah, for, for my own, I'm just taking it one day at a time. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. My only goal right now and something I was thinking about yesterday is how well patience has been paying off for me lately, like trade to trade, but especially in the long run. um, I think once I stopped focusing so heavily on my, everyday results is actually when they started becoming a lot better. Um, So I have no expectations tomorrow. I'm very likely completely done trading today. I'm at a solid day. I don't know. And this is kind of what I was saying before. Like, am I going to get another five or 10 or 20 cents out of a trade? Does it matter? Probably the best time to make more money is tomorrow on whatever opportunities tomorrow gives us. Like maybe top squeezes through 25 in power hour. I don't know, maybe, um, I probably won't be here if it does. I'm sitting at my high of day profit and it's a solid day. It didn't start out a solid day. Um, I'm at like 1500 now at like seven in the morning. So 10 AM Eastern, I was sitting at like plus 150 after being, after getting chopped up all morning. So, um, It's been sort of a frustrating emotional day already, no reason to mess that up. Um, And then tomorrow, just gonna come in and be as patient as I can and try to make some good trades and then, you know, do the same thing on Monday. Um, That's pretty much it, just taking it one day, one trade at a time, being as patient as I can, because that seems to be working for me.
0: Yeah. I like that. I think we should all do more of that. Be patient. Yes, me too. Green smoothies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously though. Um, yeah. Don't force anything. I think I always get myself in the biggest headaches when I try to force things. And I think this year started off with me forcing many things because I was just trying to juggle a lot. So yeah, just let, let the good stuff come to you. Now, obviously work hard towards it. Right. But you yep. you can't, um, you can't force it.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, uh, all right, guys. It's anything anyone wants to share on top, or like anything on someone's mind, otherwise, we could probably call it
3: follow your dreams. SB <laughs> Capital,
2: if you're listening, hire me. <laughs>
0: all right, <laughs> hopefully,
2: keep us posted.
0: <laughs> Danny and <enjoyed> Negroni, yeah, <laughs> have a good trading, everyone. All later, right, boys. I'll see you guys later. See ya. ciao. ciao.